the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. This is part two of my special interview with a special guest, Rebecca Pratt from Orphan Relief and Rescue. Rebecca, welcome back to Heart of the City. Thank you. Well, we last week we were talking about uh, some principles that you share in your new book, Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life, and uh, s- some interesting stories about your work with orphans and Orphan Relief and Rescue Organization over in Africa in yes. Benin. And uh, so let's just recap uh, what we learned last week regarding um, understanding who we are in Christ. Yeah, so in my endeavors with the Lord and my walk with the Lord, I've realized that there's three important themes that we have to understand if we're going to walk in this extraordinary life in partnership with the Lord. The first is understanding who we are as God's child and then understanding the character of God and who we belong to and that God is trustworthy. And that changes our whole mindset as we move forward. And it allows us to really move forward with the Lord in beautiful ways. And then the, the next theme that I write in this book is um, the extraordinary happens when God's people take action and the power of the body of Christ working together to accomplish his perfect will here on earth. And it's very rare that he calls us to be a lone ranger. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes he does ask us personally to pray for somebody and to do different things like that. But for the most part, in my experience, when he asks me to do something, it's usually r- rallying people together to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in front of me. And that's the part that becomes very beautiful. And it becomes a group effort with the body of Christ that is very powerful. And then the next thing I've learned is when we understand, when we truly understand um, our spiritual gifts, you know, the power of prayer, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of um, our tongue and the words that we speak, and listening to the voice of the Lord, you know, these different things that God has gifted us with that are different than our spiritual gifts of, you know, discernment and wisdom and um, speaking words of encouragement to people. Um, These are, you know, more gifts that he has given us um, to utilize. And and so I I break it down of what um, the power behind each of those things. Well, let's uh, let's explore then uh, part uh, theme number two, the power of the body, the unity of the body and how that works. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I have seen is that the work that we do in Africa in particular, which are crazy rescue missions of kids who have been in really horrific abusive situations 
everything that we are doing, it takes people giving to make those things accomplished. It takes people actually doing the work. And it takes a group of us to do the work. And it takes, um, you know, government officials to come in and see really the favor of God on us. They don't even know that it's the favor of God. They just are dumbfounded that we can even accomplish such things. And they literally say to me, I do not know how this happens. How did you get that accomplished so fast? How did you get that child in a foster you know, home so fast? How did you build that orphanage safe home so quickly? We've never seen anything happen so quickly as when you take action. And I literally say, well, the God who created us is involved in all this and he loves these children and he wants to see this accomplished and therefore he's the one in charge and they you know they kind of shake their head because you know they don't know the lord so they're like oh okay you know (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) whatever (laughs) Um, but that is truly the case and god uses his people to rally together to accomplish these things and um yeah i honestly just have given up. I'm not doing anything on my own. I've just realized I'm not to be a lone ranger. And therefore, God does beautiful, beautiful things in front of me. You know, uh, having attended a few of your um, banquets that you've had in the past, uh, usually in the fall, uh, and I see all the various people that are Mm -hmm. there, you know, when you have, uh, when you help share the vision of Orphan Relief and Rescue and I've met some really extraordinary people that yeah. you that that uh, attend that and I recognize from all parts of of life that they have come to partner with you. Yeah. in different ways. And yeah. uh, some are are successful professionals and others yeah. are kind of laboring people, but w- yeah. w- whether they give a little or a lot, there's just a real partnership and a unity that happens there yeah. for a common vision. Yeah. Yeah. People get a taste of seeing what being unified does and the stories are unbelievable. And literally, if the people don't give the resources towards these efforts, this stuff does not happen. And that's how God does it. You know, he He says, okay, I need to have the givers, I need to have the goers, and I need to have the prayer warriors. (laughs) You know, it's just all-encompassing, and it all has to work together. And and it is a battle, really. It's it's a battlefield out there to accomplish anything, and God God does it through his people. Yeah. It's the army. And it really is— the power of prayer that helps to, I mm. guess, if you want to say, wants to, you know, um, motivates or drives all of that, isn't it? I mean, the yes. Lord gives a vision, and sometimes yeah. He gives you a kind of a vision, and then you're obedient, but you might not see the whole picture. Yes, yes. You're, you, you, he asks you to do take the first step, but He's not telling you what's down the road, you know, a year from now or two years from now. Yeah. But He's yeah. asking you to be obedient, isn't yeah. He? Yeah, it's really the Matthew 6.10 where he says, you know, pray this way, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as we pray that prayer, which that's a prayer that I pray almost every day, God, just use my life to accomplish your perfect will here on earth as it is in heaven. And when I pray that, usually... Throughout the day, there's things that he prompts my heart to do. And a lot of times it is just praying for somebody for a healing or for encouragement or doing a a simple action that's going to be a loving action 
um, and and just doing having kindness, little kindness things that God prompts my heart to do that um, is transforming, you know, for the recipient. And so what was the question you actually asked me? <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> you know, that, that, he, that, that the thing that binds all of this activity and this vision yes. together is, is prayer. Yes. It yes. is prayer, yes. isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, and so as we pray, then he prompts our hearts to take action. So the prayer part to me is opening up the gates of heaven over whatever it is in front of us. And then there's usually an action that he's prompting our heart to do. And sometimes it's just pray more. I mean, there's so much in this world right now that's happening that honestly, the power of the Holy Spirit has to come in and touch America, touch the world, because this isn't just an American thing. This is the world that's dealing with all of the things that we're, we're going through. And so praying is a powerful weapon. That's the first weapon that we have that is an incredible power thing that just literally opens the gates of heaven over these situations. And then the next thing is just uh, being willing to say yes if he asks us or prompts our heart to do something with that prayer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, it's just to pray. Yeah. And, and I say just to pray. That's not just that is a powerful thing that we have. You know, what I've discovered in, in, is that <clears throat> when we're obedient to pray, that the actual act of prayer, when we're, when we're speaking to God, that sometimes in that process is when we're getting insight as to his plans and purposes. Yes. It's like uh, during that it's almost like when we actually write something down. I'm sure you've seen this in your book. As you're doing the physical act of writing, yeah. you, you suddenly begin to get more insight into yes. what it is you're wanting to communicate. Totally. A- and so it's the same thing when we're praying to the Lord, especially as our spirits are open mm. to his 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 work, yeah. that as we're being obedient to pray, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray for Rebecca, and I pray as you begin to pray for that person, mm. a lot of times that's when the Holy Spirit begins to impress on your heart what to pray for yes. and just giving you deeper insight into how to pray. Yes, yes, definitely. You know? Yeah, that's the part that is the beautiful part that we don't understand in the unseen world is the power of his Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts and it does happen through prayer. As we're praying, God just pops these ideas into our head of what specifics to pray in that area or, you know, to take action in yeah. that area. It is beautiful. Well, so there's unity in the body, and it happens through prayer. So he wants uh, us to utilize our spiritual gifts yes. is number three, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, so as we understand the power of the Holy Spirit that we just talked about, that he does plop these ideas in our hearts and in our minds. And, you know, there's so many times that I am praying for, especially one of these children who, you know, we have um, one, we have three kids that watch their parents, you know, be murdered in front of them. And you literally, what do you pray, honestly, besides heal their hearts? What do you pray? And God literally just puts ideas into my head, you know, for this one um, situation, the Lord just literally prompted my heart with the thought of if this was your child who had seen you, you know, killed in front of her, what would you want this person to say? Mm -hmm. 
since I can't be there, you know, as the mom. And I just, all it came became very personal at that point. And I was like, oh, I would want to, her to tell her how much I love her and how sorry I am that she had to see me be killed in front of her. And, you know, just this whole thing opened up and it became very personal at that point. And the Lord just gave me these beautiful images of beauty to speak into this girl's life. And as I did, just tears dripped down of joy, honestly, of this girl as I just said, your mom is so proud of you. You're an amazing daughter, and she is, just wants you to know how much she, lo- she loves you, and she'll love you into all of eternity. And, and she's also so sorry that you had to watch her be killed in front of her. And she wants you to lean into Jesus during this time. And when you have nightmares at night, replace those nightmares with Jesus holding you. And, you know, all of that was the power of the Holy Spirit that came in and literally put thoughts into my mind that I would have never thought of on my own because all I was thinking is the tragedy. That's all I could see. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was like, no, no, no. I want to give her a gift through you. And here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I tell a personal story here? Yes. I know we're talking about your book, mm-hmm. but uh, and and you had uh, posted on Facebook. Uh, you know, uh, just uh, a few weeks ago, my sister passed away mm. uh, from dementia, and uh, and uh, you had posted uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know condolences to me and my family. But this is kind of a personal story, but yet I think it's really good in the con- in the context of what you're talking about mm. because. You know, she's back in Iowa, yeah. and uh, I was here, and I got to see her in November. So mm. now this is, you know, as we're recording this, this is close to September. And uh, so, you know, but she had diminished quite a bit over the over the last few months, and, and she was basically the last week of her life kind of in a coma, non-responsive, not moving. And so we knew that the time was close, and and so I asked my brother, "When you're there tomorrow, will you, will you hand, uh, will you uh, let me talk to her?" And he says, "Well, you know, she can't talk back." And I said, "I know, mm. you know, I know," and I wasn't really sure what I was going to say to her, you know, for sure. And um, uh, so when the time came, and my brother put the phone by her ear so she could hear me talk to her. You know, I said to her, you know, it was September 7th, 1963. I was seven years old, and mm-hmm. my sister got married. And uh, and uh, I was in the hospital with pneumonia. Wow. So I didn't get a chance to um, go to her wedding. So I still remember that Saturday night, uh, laying in the hospital bed as a little seven-year-old, and my sister came in the room after the wedding ceremony with my new brother-in-law, and she was in her wedding dress mm. and came to see her little brother, her little yeah. baby brother. So <clears throat> as I was saying this to my sister, who's laying there in a coma, and I, whether she could hear me or not, I think mm. she could, but who knows, yeah. you know. I said to her, sis, I remember when you came into my room almost 57 years ago, as a beautiful bride. Wow. And then the Holy Spirit, and this is why I'm telling this story, just prompted me to say, and now you're a beautiful bride again, wow. getting ready to go to meet mm. your Lord and Savior. Wow. You know, 
And those words wow. came to me not because I had thought of them before, mm. but that the Holy Spirit yes. does that to us, doesn't he? Yes. And gives us those words of encouragement mm. to people who need it at yeah. that time. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And, wow. um, you know, though, that's how the Holy Spirit works in our lives, isn't it? Yes. It's not that we're so smart. Yeah. It's just that he wants to use us to encourage others yes. during those times. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I didn't mean to go off on that. I know. You're making me cry over here. That's so precious. <laughs> but but the, Lord, but the Lord wants to use those kinds of circumstances, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Yes. To, to bring light and yep. to bring hope and yep. to bring healing yep. and, and restoration, mm. even in the midst of someone in the midst of their passing. He wants yes. them to know that he loves them, hmm. that he cares for them, that yes. he's there with them, yes. even during some of those times. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's our God. And that's what I love about our God is he's so gentle and tender and merciful. And he does give us these beautiful moments of, yeah, redemption, rescuing mm-hmm. and restoration. Yeah. And he wants us to have that kind of relationship with others, doesn't he? Even mm-hmm. people we don't know where... Yeah. We may not know the whole circumstance, but in in our various promptings that the Lord gives to us as we're meeting people and meeting mm-hmm. others, and in various situations, He wants us to be available to speak words of life to others. Yes, yeah, yeah. The power of our tongue. You know, that's another thing that I talk a lot about in the book. Is just yeah, what comes out of our mouth is either life or death. And, you know, we've all heard it. We all know the scriptures, you know, Mm -hmm. and James about that. Um, But there truly is power. And, um, yeah, even last week I was yelled at by a man because I was not six feet apart from him. And (laughs) he chewed me out. And I was like, oh. And it messed with me all day. Mm. It it wrecked me because it, it startled me, number one. But um, I thought, wow, there is such power on the negative when we are spiteful to somebody. And then there's such beauty on the other end when we're just kind and loving and and exemplify Jesus through our life. And, you know, we can either make or break somebody's day, but it truly is a life-giving thing or a death-giving thing that we do out of our mouths. Yeah. Well, talk to me a little bit more about utilizing our spiritual gifts. Uh, mm. Can you share with me some some more examples, maybe from your? Yeah, yeah. So I talk about the power of prayer um, in the book, and I just tell a story of, yeah, just honestly, the anti trafficking work that we started, and how that was never in my that was not another thing on my bucket list. And God literally um, just had us be praying for um, these women in prison who had babies. And uh, there was four of the 11 women in Benin who were innocent women in prison. And we just, um, yeah, went before the judge and pled their case and uh, had churches around America praying for these ladies to be set free, and that judge did set them free within 30 days. And through that, that same judge ended up um, just we built a friendship, and he ended up begging us to start this anti-trafficking work in the largest child trafficking hub villages where he was rescuing 12 to 18 kids at a time 
uh, from being trafficked, and um, and that was the beginning of you know us just sending a team in and not knowing what we were doing, but we were just going to pray and see what God does, and just God disrupted our lives, and and yeah, just parted literally parted the Red Sea through our prayers, and mm. now we have literally rescued hundreds of kids, um, intercepted them from being trafficked, have brought back. Um, countless children. We can't even count how many kids now we've brought back out of slavery and uh, put them on our program. And and it's just prayer. It's God's people praying. So, yeah. Rebecca, we've got about four minutes left. Okay. And as we're, as we're kind of talking about this, oftentimes you had mentioned uh, earlier before we started recording that Sometimes God answers prayers in ways that we don't necessarily expect. Uh, when I shared with the congregation a few weeks ago, one of my points was that we need to uh, see uh, the answered prayers through God's perspective. Mm. You yeah. Know? yeah, not our own perspective, because yeah. we've got to, you know, we think, okay, if I pray this way, you know, God's going to yeah. heal this person. If I yeah. pray this way, God's going to provide yeah. a car for this person or whatever it is, but. Yeah. Our perspective is not necessarily God's perspective, is it? Yeah. And no. he answers prayers in different ways than what we might expect. Yes. Yeah, I've learned that since God is so trustworthy, we are not responsible for the outcome of our prayers. We're just responsible to pray as he prompts our hearts to pray. And and what I have seen is that God actually has a way better plan than what we could have ever planned anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> so he's trustworthy. So I tell people, we have nothing to lose when we pray. Pray into those situations and just allow God's Spirit to part the heavenlies over those situations and allow God to be God. And He does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he comes yeah. in and does beautiful, beautiful things. Well, and I think sometimes, you know, we think, well, that's all I'm supposed to do is pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes that is what he's calling us to do, right? Yeah. I just want you to pray. Yeah. And you're just part of the process. He may have someone else that you don't know that is going to actually mm-hmm. be the worker that yes. you talked about. Yes. It may be someone else, but mm-hmm. until he prompts you to be that worker, yeah. go ahead and pray. Yes. yes. And uh, and he'll, an- he'll, he'll answer that prayer yeah. maybe in ways that you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I have lots of people who've said, I woke up in the middle of the night and started praying for you. Did something happen? And I'm like, uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> Let me tell you about that one. Mm-hmm. You know, and I am so grateful for those people that literally listened to the power of the Holy Spirit in their life and stopped whatever they were doing to pray as God prompted them. And it really thwarted what the enemy was trying to wreak havoc um, in our work in Africa or here in America. And yeah. So yeah, it's powerful. Well, um, let's uh, let's review this for one more time. If somebody wants to get uh, your book, "Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life," how do they do that? Yeah, they could go to Amazon.com and get it there, or they can go to OrphanReliefAndRescue.org. Um, my personal website is also Rebecca M. for Marie Pratt. Uh, dot com. Yeah, so and Pratt is P R A T T. Yes. Rebecca Marie Rebecca M Pratt dot yes. com. Yes. To uh to check out. So if somebody wants to uh reach you uh personally mm-hmm. uh to set up a uh conversation or to invite you to come speak at their church or whatever, yeah. uh you'll be glad to yes. have a conversation if yeah. they go to Rebecca M 
Pratt.com. Pratt yeah, or Orphan Relief and Rescue. Yeah, yeah. that'll be good. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, I want to thank you for joining me today. I always enjoy our conversations. Yes. Like I say, when, I, when I'm in the car in my truck and I'm driving around town and I hear your voice, <laughs> I, I always enjoy the stories mm. of uh, the miracles that God is doing through yes. Orphan Relief and Rescue and through, through your life. And, yes. and uh, if someone wants to give, they can always give by going to the website, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So that's orphanreliefandrescue.org. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today on Heart of the City. If you want to hear this broadcast again or any broadcast that you hear on Heart of the City, you can go to thewordseattle.com, click on the local programs link, and then you'll see Chuck Olmstead there and my smiling face. And uh, all of the programs are there, uh, podcasts from years past and stories uh, from years past. So, Rebecca, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. God bless. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM The Word, call Chuck Olmstead, 206-269-6216, or go to thewordseattle.com.